the worst weekend I've had in my life ever. Not actually my life. I'm going to say my sporting life. Every single team this weekend uh, just failed me in a horrific way. And it has damaged my relationship, maybe beyond repair. Perhaps I shouldn't be saying this on the radio. I don't know. Uh, We'll discuss later on in the program. But, man, sure, Texas Longhorns, moral victory. Yes, they played their asses off in a way I haven't seen in forever. On top of that, uh, DKR Stadium, we've kind of busted on it before because it's a lot of people that go to hang out, socialize with their friends, and kind of watch the game. Not not much of a home field advantage, right? Absolutely incorrect. This weekend, it was so loud, so intense. Uh, haven't seen something like that there in a long, long time. But here's, here's the rub of it all. Uh, you lose your starting quarterback in the first quarter. Your backup's hurt. Quinn Ewers is out four to six weeks. Then on uh, later that night, I think, well, you know what? Austin FC, they really got to get it together. Seattle, not the... Nope, nope. Austin FC, wheels are coming off. My other favorite team just trounced. And then, hey, don't worry. I've already lost both my fantasy games. I've also been knocked out of the stupid knockout competition I'm in. At least the Cowboys will... Oh, mm, Cowboys. Yeah. Ah. Dak Prescott also out uh, six to eight weeks. Their window on things officially closed. So, yeah, worst sporting weekend of my life. Now that I've got that out of the way, we can have fun. Matt Bearden's going to be in here. Emily's going to be around the corner. The one and only Spenzi Spencerman uh, actually taking a vacation, going out, enjoying Disney. So we're going to catch up with him on that in just a little bit. It's the C.J. Morgan Show now going to only be positive about sports things. For the rest of the year, because it it doesn't it doesn't matter anyways. Rick and Morty are showing up around the world in real life. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Emily's here for social cues. The most important part of radio has to be the internet, and we love us some Rick and Morty. Yeah, I I love me some Rick and Morty too, although I will admit I am a couple of seasons behind still. I need to catch up. But with season six premiere that happened... Quick um, time out. I got a hot tip for that later. Just remind oh, me before we're done. Ooh, but first, I want to okay, okay. know about this viral yes. Rick and Morty sensation. Uh, so season six premiered a couple of weeks back, and they actually decided to um, create like these statues and place them all over the world they're like these they're really cool they're like these really big or small like like i wouldn't say 3d printed but they're here let me just show you a picture it's basically the first one that they found was in in mexico city Right. So this is kind of like a viral campaign, almost like yes. the Aqua Teen Hunger Force thing. I am not aware of the lore because, like I said, I'm a little behind. But do you have any idea of what a Wormigagedon <laughs> is? If you show me a picture, I bet I do. I think what happened is there's like a creature in the new season that like goes around the world and so they wanted to recreate that in these statues. So the first one they found was in Mexico City, and it featured Beth and Supernova fighting off one of the worms. Uh, the next one, which this is whenever I figured out that this was a thing. I saw this on TikTok. Some girl found it. It was uh, in Malibu, and it's <laughs> Rick sitting on a toilet while a worm attacks him. And they look like the worms from, uh, um, God, these are... Stranger Things? Uh, like the Demogorgon kind of mouth. A mounts? little bit, yeah. but, but you also got a, a little bit of the Beetlejuice vibe here. Yeah. I like the toilet statue. So these are like big cartoon ceramic looking yes. statues. The they're, Netherlands, they're, uh, it looks like it's Jerry clutching onto a windmill with one of the worms trying to attack him. Pittsburgh, there's one, Atlanta, Cape Town, and they just sprinkled them all throughout for people to find. And, and so like, slowly people have found every single one That's of them. That's the great thing about the internet, like Twitter and then Reddit, is, yeah. is people will take these things from across social media and then Reddit will solve oh, the mystery and put it all together. This is such a Reddit thing, too. It's like, a very Reddit, Reddit thing. Reddit people would eat this up to no end. Um, but it looks really cool. There's a bunch of pictures. If you just if you just Google it, 
I really wish I could know the lore a little bit more, but it's W-O-R-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N. And that's probably again with this season. Uh-huh. I don't I don't remember these worms being any part of previous seasons. No, so. I don't these worms. I don't either. Um but it looks cool. I it's kind of got me excited to go back and, and watch the rest of Rick and Morty and catch up. So what's your tip? My hot tip yeah. is uh last week on the Nerd Report we discussed Rick and Morty being back. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. And then I went to watch it and realized with the 80 plus streaming services I have, I can't watch it. Why? It's it it doesn't replay. However, thankfully, my wonderful fiance, we have YouTube TV. Yeah. And you can set a schedule like a DVR to record programs and it'll last for a week. So if you have YouTube TV, set it to record Adult Swim when it runs live and then you can watch it. Other than that, it's not available on any what? streaming yet. Like the new season? Yeah. You have to watch it live by having cable or oh. live with YouTube TV or set YouTube TV to record it. That's my hot oh, tip. Oh, really? I, That's hey, a bummer. I'm just as bummed as you, but at least I at least I did yeah, get to watch it. Yeah, you planned ahead and you, you I, My fiance planned ahead. I didn't do crap. Oh. <laughs> Confidence in two parts. It's Parent Pickup. Matt Bearden's here. What's going on, man? Well, I think confidence is essential for kids. It's also essential for adults. It's essential for all of us. Um, I'm always looking for stuff that might be interesting to parents sitting in the pickup line, but really would be interesting to any of us. And I read this interesting story about a one woman named Elaine Hamill 30 years ago. She was taking care of some neighbors, of uh, her neighbor's child. So a tragedy had happened to the family. So she was left looking after The child, she wanted to send the child, this young girl, 10 years old, to camp, but she was a contractor, didn't really have the money to send a kid to camp. So she reached out to the camp and said, hey, could I do some contracting work around your camp, maybe repair some walls or install a sink, and we could do the trade so that this kid couldn't go to camp. And they said, well, we don't need any work done, but would you be willing to teach how to use some tools to our campers oh, even better. in exchange? Yeah. So that was 30 years ago, and that was actually the birth of something called Girls at Work Incorporated. It's now a, a series of camps that the that Elaine and other friends run. And in that time, in 30 years, they have taught over 20,000 young girls how to use power tools and do certain kinds of crafts. And it really helps build up uh, confidence because I think the knowing that you don't have to rely on somebody else to do some of that stuff it's pretty beneficial. With vehicles, with stuff around the house, especially if you're my fiance, if you know how to hang a shelf, there's a chance that I'm not going to be hanging up sheetrock after putting my <laughs> fist through it. Yeah, there's a, a so, and I got to say that um, in my family, by just default, we're kind of guilty of some of these things. Um, my wife was, it's not a secret, she was raised by uh, lesbians. So her life was always kind of, uh, Women, women power, right? I have a daughter. We always wanted to make her very independent, and we have. But by default, you know, I grew up, I know a lot of this stuff. So if something breaks around the house, I'm going to be the one always that fixes it, you know? And sometimes you're showing, you're kind of guiding somebody's future by her just seeing, oh, it's always the dude that fixes whatever. And that kind of brings me to when I said confidence in two parts. Um, I think it's important for women and girls to learn these skills. Um, but also, I'm finding it's kind of remarkable, even in my friend set, how many guys, of my, friends of mine, that I'm the one that goes over to the house to fix stuff. Sure. Um, because we have lost some of those things just because of the nature of how the world works now. But I have friends who are like, yeah, I promised my wife I was going to hang ceiling fans, but I don't. I guess I got to hire someone. I'm like, dude, a ceiling fan is easy. We can get it done in an hour. And I'm realizing that's the second part is really it should be genderless. We should just be teaching all kids the ability to, to kind of use things. these tools. I think it's kind of um, it's empowering, you know, to know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead. It's a very simple beginning. And a lot of people just don't know that. And, and end uh, up stripping a lot of screws, which sure. makes the problem even more difficult. Sure, or not. Changing a tire is a very simple thing to do. It sucks. But I cannot remember the last time I've had a friend change a tire. It's always been like, oh, I called AAA. Got a flat on the way to work. I'm waiting on AAA. And it's like, but it's if you have the spare, the donut, that's a that's a quick fix. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody because they were talking about a, a noise. And I was wondering if it was an upper ball joint, a lower ball joint, or it could have been the ends to sway bars. 
and I was talking about it, and he just goes, dude, I just see a tire. Why? I don't even know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh, there is a separation sometimes of how our brains work. And he's like, I see a tire. I have no idea what's beyond the tire. I have. He's like, I've never Magic. looked under a. He's like, I've never looked under a hood. I have no idea what happens inside of the car's wrapper. And th- this knowledge is easy to lose because I had an old Ford F one fifty that I replaced the starter, I replaced the ignition, the alternator, the the power steering pump. But since then. On my new car now, I wouldn't know how to do any of that. I wouldn't know where to look at it. Sure. I ruined it at your house poking a a, a coat hanger through yes. the damn drain <laughs> I was there for it. Well, anyway, I think part of it is just that I, you, know, you say, well, how do I start learning some of these things? How do I start teaching my kids some of these YouTube. things? YouTube. It's exactly where I was going. Yep. YouTube is such an awesome compendium of information. So many people who wanted to be stars – Ended up being contractors <laughs> and handymen, uh, handy persons. And so they put out these videos. Some of them aren't that entertaining, but I promise you, anything you want to know is currently on YouTube. It's a fun place to go. It's how I get a lot of my replaced projects my garbage out. Dis- didn't replace my garbage disposal, fixed it Yeah, because of YouTube. Well, and Also, I- remember that I need to hit the breaker, so it... It's off. So you don't electrocute yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah little things like that. It's important. It's important. Anyway, I'm just going to su- suggest, you know, start sending your fam to uh, YouTube and make it a fun thing you can do with the kids is learning the differences about the names of tools, how to use tools, and I think you're going to give your kids a lot of confidence. Making your drive home a little weirder. CJ Morgan on 101X. Time to talk sports. Matt Beard's back. It was uh, what I called in my personal life the worst weekend of sports in my own history uh not only does texas lose but we lose the star quarterback 100 yards in the first quarter out four to six weeks the cowboys lose bad and lose dak prescott for six to eight weeks and then of course austin fc the wheels are fully rolling off a three nil loss to the seattle sounders a team on the cusp of the playoffs that's all neither here nor there no that sounds terrible i experienced None of that. I wish I did, but now that I have a stupid sports show, which I love, Almost Sports on ESPN Radio with Jason Dick, 11 to 1, uh, I got to watch and pay attention to things because I get called when I try to half-ass it. Let's start with the the biggest moment in Austin, Texas football history over the last 10 years, at least. Speaking of 10 years, Alabama scheduled to come into DKR 10 years ago, number one in the nation, going to blow out, step all over us. What are your thoughts watching that game? Uh, you mean this past weekend? The biggest game of the of forever. You mean the game uh, we've been kind of waiting for? It's been getting closer and closer. I am a UT alum, obviously. I'd yeah, you used to have but... season tickets. Yeah, I did. And uh, uh, I will tell you that I can't tell you anything about that game. You, nothing. Yeah, that, because... that game was insane, dude. That was the... Yeah, I bet it was. I, I bet it was. Friday evening, my wife said something about, oh, I need you to have this ready for tomorrow. And I said, for what? I'm confused. She said, well, because to go to your sister's house. And I said, excuse me? She said, to you, we're going to see your mom. We're going to your sister's house. going to see your mom. I, don't, I literally have no earthly idea what you're talking about. She's like, you heard me. I was on the phone the other day making plans. And I was like, I don't. But that taught me a lot about my wife that she instantly thinks, well, if somebody's in the house, of course she would be listening in on the conversation. I can do that sometimes, too. Yeah, and I was but... like, no, I didn't. you were on the phone. I, you weren't talking to me. She's like, no, I made all those plans with your sister to go see your mother. And I was like, honey, like the biggest college football game really since the well, since the last big college football game, which was a decade ago, that we lost Ohio State coming uh, into Texas. Well, I didn't mean even bigger than that. Was that uh, that um, uh, LSU? No, I'm trying to say that national championship against Alabama. And so, yeah, my wife had made plans, and then she had forgotten to put it on the family calendar. And uh, she was like, "Well, here's the thing. We'll get on the road first thing. I have scheduled a workout, and I've scheduled to tutor some kids, but we can get on the road right at 11." And we should be able to get to Houston in time for you to see the game. Yeah, two, three hour drive, right? Yeah. So you'll and I'm be... like, I'm like, honey, the game starts at eleven, and it's going to be two oh, or three God. hour game. 
So then she got very mad at me and defensive. She later apologized. Oh, she's pissing me off right now, but I'm going to tell you the difference between our relationships after this. Well, here's the thing. I even told her, I said, look, I'll be over this in the morning. It's just a little shocking to find out that this thing I've been w- looking forward to for a decade yeah, and is, is not something I get to take part in. I've known you and your wife for a very long time, and there is a history of... Oh, it's uh, it's the Super Bowl, or you're not even a big NFL fan, or something like the national championship. Well, last game. year during the Super Bowl, she did plan. She an plans event. like kids' birthday parties and, and baby showers she on like looks. huge sports day games. Yeah, she has an ability to do that somehow. It's like when you have friends that have a wedding during Texas OU weekend. It's like. No, you you just don't do that. I know. So uh, we draw, and I just she said, well, you can watch. Maybe we can find a way for you to watch watch it in the car. I was like, honey, I can't. First of all, we can't do that because it's on regular TV. Anyway, it, it didn't matter. I thought we were going to get blown out, and as I started kind of checking scores every once in a while, I thought, oh, thank God, my wife. And I can't tell her this because then she wins, right? And you know, marriage is all about who wins. Yeah. That's how you make Duh. a good marriage. <laughs> and but she saved me from myself because this is the kind of game that I would have gotten super invested in because I I had already washed my hands of it thinking our it's team a is blowout. we're going to get blown out. I just want to watch a little bit to say that I watched it. But knowing that now we not only did we hang in there but we were leading for a while, we looked great. That would have driven uh, me crazy. Auburn nailing the field goal at the very end. A, the a, a, missed a, safety call. A clear the, safety that yeah. gets pull, pulled back. I mean, there were a lot of things happening. Coulda, woulda, shoulda won that game. Yeah, and so the thing game is. Game of the year. I was saved from all of that. Then I got to Houston, and my mother, who's been sick for a while, I just hung out with her. We did some swimming. I cooked food for everybody. So com- in doing that, I got distracted, completely forgot about uh, uh, FC. So I didn't have to watch that and get oh, frustrated. Oh, my weekend was ruined. Let me, let me, yeah. t- and we'll get back to the sports bet after this, where we actually determine who's going to get punished. Uh, let me tell you how we're different. Uh, my fiance's Thursday and Friday is like, hey, Friday we're going to New Braunfels to see my parents. It's my grandpa's birthday Saturday and my dad's birthday Sunday, so we're doing a whole thing. And I go, oh no. Texas games tomorrow. And she's like, what? And I was like, well, I might have a slight chance of getting tickets. And she's like, well, how much? And I'm like, slight but i won't know till saturday so i bailed on my fiance and her family to not get tickets to the game to party all night friday then sleep in for the first half of the game not go to the tailgate not go watch it with friends like i said i would and only to have her return sunday very angry and disappointed in uh, in all of my behavior very very bad weekend for me very bad God. Yeah. I don't know how to. And I was already I in trouble. That. All right. We'll come back. We'll do the sports bet and see who actually won. Matt or myself. I'm going to tell you already. Uh, just in life and not caring about. I, w- I won. Sports, you won. I won. Calling it the worst sports weekend in my existence. Every one of my teams, be it fantasy, be it Dallas, be it Bayern Munich, be it uh, Austin FC, performing very poorly, plus just. Two quarterbacks of my two favorite football teams knocked out four to six weeks for Quinn Ewers, uh, six to eight weeks for Dak Prescott. Just sad, sad times. But who's going to actually win the sports bet, Matt Bearden or myself? Yeah, you've, uh, I could tell you, you you got hurt this weekend because you've lamented your sports weekend a couple times already today. You, I, don't know Several ever, times. I don't know that you'll ever be able to be repaired. Uh, let's hope not. I mean, is it, it is. worth it to follow sports if it's going to ruin your week? Well, that's why in the last couple of years I haven't been following sports. I'll make sure my fantasy team's good to go. You picked a wrong weekend to step back into it. <laughs> I'll probably watch a little bit of Texas football. I check on scores, but I'm very much about hanging out with my fiance and doing stuff on the weekends during the fall. Uh, not now. I have a sports show that I have to do, and I have to be ready to give kind of a breakdown. I have to at least pay attention. Uh, I got called on that last week. So you know what? I watched all the sports. It was all bad. Well, tell me how I did during sports bet. Maybe this is a place where you can actually get a victory because you regularly do well in sports bet. I've lost like I think. It was a lot. We've done 52 of these and I think I have won Forty. No, no. You've you've, you've, won eight. We'll see. This week uh, I picked for you when it came to soccer Seattle Sounders versus Austin FC I said this is a much-win match. A lot of people are saying not to panic. I'm in panic mode. Wheels are coming off. Uh, I chose them to win. They did not. This is a point for Matt Bearden. Thank you. Very disappointing. 
It is Monday, so fantasy football is not supposed to be wrapped up yet in the 101X League. Who won, Nick or Emily? Uh, I'm going to tell you, Emily had a lot of Dallas Cowboys, and you chose <laughs> Emily. Yeah. And you did not choose well. That is a point for me, good old CJ here. Well, I wanted Emily to do well. I, I She's on our team, and I root for her. Well, let's go to the Cowboys then. Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers. You chose the Cowboys to win. Then you said, oh, wait, no, that Brady guy's pretty good, isn't he? I'm going to change my pick to the Bucks. Buccaneers did win. Point for you, Matt. Uh, this was your toughest call. Absolutely indecisive. You took probably three minutes alone just to decide, are you going to take Texas and 20 points or Alabama? You want to know something? Yeah. All weekend, I've been trying to remember how, what, you chose. How, what I chose on this because even now, I can't think of what of three-day younger me how I would have looked at this because I said I think I even said hey you look said if, it was, if, it's if it's 21 I know yeah. what I'm doing at 20 points I don't and that's why I also said you know what those odds makers that, that make the millions of dollars it's like good. they know what they're doing I think though I may have stayed a homer and still have chosen UT just because I'm such a Longhorn fan Texas in 20 points Texas in one point they lost by one uh, you picked the 20 and Texas uh, that means CJ's dropping some Plinko chips today. I'm sorry. I know that all your teams lost this weekend, and it's really depressing for you. But, but you have to remember that I haven't won one of these things now in, I think, like 17 weeks or so. So this is kind of a huge event for me, and um, and it's it's nice for me. Plus, I didn't injure my shoulder. What'd you land on? Breath of Hat Air, which is where you have to smell your own. He, he landed on Breath of Hat Air, everybody. It's where he has to take off his hat and smell in the inside of his hat. Or I'm going to say that you can even bring one of your hats in because it's not going to affect me smelling my own hat. So bring your sweatiest, stinky hat. Let's see the okay. next one. Okay, I'll do that. Which you will vote on at the CJ Morgan. Uh, he's dropped that Plinko chip. It's going all the oh! way down. And he has landed in... Spicy shoe paste. Spicy shoe which is where he has to put spicy toothpaste on the edge of his shoe and then brush his teeth with the spicy shoe paste. I, I, I've done that one uh, not just even a couple of weeks ago. Really wasn't that bad. Well, uh, when you, you see that I still have like dog do remnants on my boots. Oh, I forgot you have dogs worse. and you don't clean up after them. That might be a good one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, vote at the CJ Morgan. Out of the way, Peck. What does that mean, Emily? I'll explain it to you. And now it's time for the Nerd Report. I just wanted to say that that I'm a nerd. Willow's back. This is your Nerd Report, and this is one of the movies I will absolutely nerd out for. Emily, have you ever seen the original Willow? I've never even heard of it. You've never heard of Willow? No, I've Ah! never heard of it. I'm so mad. It It is such a wonderful, exciting, weird tale in the realm of, uh... A pretty much fantasy. It's uh, sword and sorcery is the okay. name of the actual genre. Um, 1988, right? Yes, I'm looking yes. it up. A movie I loved uh, absolutely as a kid, and now uh, they have a new one coming out. Um, Ron Howard is directing it. We have the return of Warwick Davis as Willow in what was his big breakthrough role. And basically, uh, the movie is about uh, a village of uh, the original movie about a. Uh, a village of uh, short people, mm-hmm. and Willow is an aspiring wizard. Uh, everyone kind of makes fun of him. One day, this baby washes up on shore, and it's an it's a human baby. So they decide that are they uh, like like uh, like hobbits, kind n- of, sort of. No, uh, kind of, but they're they're just little people. Okay, um, but it's decided by the elders that uh, a group of them must take the baby. Back to the world or the the area of humans, uh, they do so. Willow and his party um, don't get along. Eventually, they find a human who is played by the wonderful Val Kilmer, mm. and they're like, "Oh no, dude, this dude's dangerous!" But all the rest of them are like, "Nope, we found a human." Bye. And they abandon Willow with Val Kilmer, and that's where they end up going into battles with dragons, with creatures, with an evil witch who's trying <gasps> to get the baby back to uh, Alora Dannon. Is the name of the baby. We need to see if that's the, uh, if a lot of people name their babies Alora Dannon <laughs> in 1988. 
And uh, Willow ends up becoming a powerful, uh, I guess, not powerful, but a capable wizard in this. It's just a great, I'm going to lend you my DVD. That's how much okay. I like this. I, I love it. Is I, 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 it wasn't streaming anywhere. And so I went and bought a DVD of huh. Willow just so I could watch it again. Uh, you want to check out the, the trailer for the new one? Yes. Let's do it. You think you know what is real. What is it? What is light? What is dark? Now, forget all you know. Come with me. Willow. We're looking for the sorcerer, Willow. I was told that once long ago you defeated the forces of evil. You remind me of your mother. My dear friend, I thought I could prevent all this. It's got the same like warrior chick. She's back in her role. It's got this girl who I like a lot. What's her name? She was in uh, she was in the solo movie, played Infus Nest. Um, point being, it's it's very high fantasy. So I is it a love remake? This stuff. No, oh, it's, a, it's, it's a continuation. It's a continuation oh, okay. because now okay, he's okay. like he's like older. He's older. And is the baby like older now? Uh, the baby is the woman that he just said. Uh, you remind me oh. of your mother. So yeah. Um, it looks incredible. I'm nerding out over it because this is like I love Lord of the Rings and all that stuff, but yeah. this there was something different about the sword and sorcery movies of the 80s. Yeah, uh, and this is just bringing a lot of that back. So I can't recommend it enough. Willow, when is the release date? I don't know. I didn't even check it that hard, uh, but uh, I'm excited that we will be getting Willow on Disney uh, Plus. Very soon, and I think it's a series. Is that right? It's not a movie. It's a series. Oh, even more excited. <laughs> ADD Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait. So my fantasy football is already going great, and by great, I mean I lost. Well, you still have tonight, I think, to play. I haven't checked your team. I don't. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's the leftovers where Emily talks about the stuff she didn't get to talk to, uh, talk about on the morning X. Yeah. So your fantasy football team, we made you join the 101X league, and yeah. you've already you already took an L this week. I, to I took Nick. an L because I had stupid Dak Prescott who, who messed everything yep. up for me. And see, I I get the anger now. I haven't found the fun in fantasy football land yet because my team is already crumbling. You took a bunch of cowboys to make Jason mad. And I then did. It, and then it bit you. And then it bit me in the booty. In the ass. Um, but honestly, I didn't know any of this was happening. I didn't watch a lick of football this entire um, weekend. But Well, good. The, it was the worst weekend ever of football. The only sports. reason why I know that my team was failing is because my friend Zach... Has so just you, been like texting me updates. Like, I guess he's really excited that I'm doing fantasy football, even though I'm not in his league and I'm not playing with him. So he's been watching some of my games for me. For you to like, just like oh, texting me. That's but, stressful because you don't want to know if you're doing bad, no, right? Uh, no. And and he texted me and he said, I'm a little worried about your team right now. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, no. <laughs> the Cowboys only have three points right now. Dot, dot, dot. And so he basically, I think he he didn't admit to this and he hasn't asked if it's okay, but I think he's kind of like a, like a proud dad that I'm doing this Mm -hmm. fantasy football league. So he is starting to watch all of my games and then texting me or like if it's the night before and I need to change my lineup, he'll text me and be like, Hey, did you change your lineup? Which is so sweet. Um, but he's not the only one doing this. You have Nick, myself, Jason, maybe, no, and who guys, else? Are, you guys aren't helping me at well, all. You well, you're helping. There was but... nothing you had to do this week. That yeah, was but I mean, crazy. in terms of like watching the the um, fantasy, or sorry, watching the football games, I can't even get the link. Oh my right goodness, you had a me. bad week. I had a really bad oh, week. Oh dear. Um, my friend Dylan did the same thing earlier today. He messaged me and goes. Hey, how did your week one go? I'm assuming you lost. And I said, oh, wow. Yes, I did lose. And then he sent me a full yeah. recap of mm-hmm. what happened and why I lost. So now I have two of my besties who are sending me updates and kind of doing all of this uh, coaching behind the scenes for me without me asking. Oh, yeah. Dak Prescott, you need to get a quarterback, girl. Dude, I don't know how. Oh. I, I got to figure it out later. Um, figure out how to do all of that. Does it make it worse that you lost to Nick? Not really. Okay. Yeah. Because he didn't talk any crap. He doesn't. 
No, he's, just... he's been feeling kind of sick recently, and I was hoping that this would at least boost his spirits. It didn't. So that's how I know he's actually feeling oh, bad. Oh, so he's actually <laughs> yeah. bad because... Yeah, because he didn't say one word about me losing to him in yeah, fantasy. Yeah, he, he beat you 123 to 88. Yeah. And I think Matt Bearden bet on you, if you heard earlier. No, I didn't hear he, earlier. He bet, he bet on you to win. Oh, yikes. Oh, I mean, I, it, I was projected to win. It's not your fault. Like, so, who knew that the Cowboys would be that bad? Dak would get hurt. Yeah. You had five points from Prescott, six from Ezekiel Elliott, uh, three from uh, the Chargers, Williams, who went out. Five from Dallas's defense. It was, it was not a great day, Emily. It I'm sorry. It was not a good hey, day. Hey, but you tried, and that's all that matters in sports. You know what? I tried, but also I would love that money. <laughs> it's an impromptu CJ's puppy report, and not just because I want to play my dumb song. Maybe because I wanted to play my dumb song. But Noah, we need your help, Austin. The Austin Animal Center is at critical levels. Way too many cats, way too many dogs, and they need you to go and adopt them. As a matter of fact, they are limiting intake at the moment. So, first and foremost, please spay and neuter your animals. Why? So they don't get out and make more animals that no one wants or that a shelter is taking up, uh, that's taking up space in a shelter. That's number one. Uh, Number two, if you have the capacity to either foster or adopt, it's urgent you do so now. Uh, Let's go to KVU for the report. The Austin Animal Shelter says uh, they need help immediately. They posted to Instagram Thursday saying they need help fostering medium to large dogs over the next week. They say their high capacity at the moment is, uh, well, get a strain on them. There are already 15 dogs living in crates in the High temperatures leaving them without limited space to house pups. And yeah, that also includes Austin Pets Alive, the Humane Society. I mean, even places that I support like Central Texas Docks and Rescue. We have a lot of people uh, that are doing their best to foster, to take care of these shelters, taking in these animals. But unfortunately, not enough people adopting, which I'm going to remind you, if you have a neighbor, family member, someone that... Went out and got a, a breeding dog, a designer dog. You make sure to shame them at Thanksgiving. Shame them at Christmas. Shame them on the internet when you can because there are so many damn animals out there that need uh, you to take them in and just need some loving and some care. So please get out and adopt. And also, speaking of shaming, if you know anyone, family members who are breeding their cats or dogs because they want more of them or because they want to sell them, Make sure you shame them as well at Thanksgiving. You shame them at Christmas. You shame them on the internet. And we'll use shame to hopefully one day get it to where there aren't so many poor pets being stuck in small, tiny crates uh, because the shelters are overflowing with them. Shame, shame, shame. Get out and adopt. Don't shop. Levels are critical right now. So, Austin, please do your thing. And, of course, if you can't adopt, you can always donate. Cash is key or foster which is very helpful as well did you know wow okay i don't know if i did uh, a very special version of did you know today london bridge has fallen our dear queen elizabeth ii no more so we're going to do some real colony s right here and we're going to talk about a special did you know all queen version okay the band and we will we will rock you no the queen herself uh queen elizabeth Ruled for 70 years, 214 days. She's the longest reigning British monarch and the second to the one and only Sun King, Louis XIV, who died in 1715. 70 years as one monarch. That is insane. Yeah. Right? I wish I had more to say to that. I don't, it's just... I don't really... I can't really conceive of it, I guess. I mean, when you... I mean, didn't Louis probably do more of the Sun King back then? Because what would abs- she do? He instrumentally shaped France and turned them into a uh, into a power. But then his successors, seventeen fifteen, and I, led I don't want to the hear all your knowledge about history. I don't care about it. I'm just saying, uh, a modern queen is. Well, she didn't run the country. I mean, Churchill kind of did, but she was still the queen. She they, cut they ribbons. They were a figurehead. She took pictures with people in former colonies to say, sorry well, for taking all your rubies. Yeah, well, the Easter Bunny takes pictures with people. Okay. God. Crapping on the queen already. Uh, did you know Elizabeth was queen for almost 30% of the history that the United States has existed? That's pretty awesome. That is a long time to have one person in charge. 
Uh, I know a lot of Americans kind of seem like they want to get back to that, right? Oh, did they want to have an autocrat running the country? Seems like it. I don't know what that is, but Americans seem to really want to have uh, a loss of uh, democracy. Real colony attitude right there. Did you know? What's up? Uh, She ruled for so long that her son, now King Charles... Uh, is getting the he's job. out of time. <laughs> getting the job at the age of seventy three. Yeah, he's out of time, dude. That's not fun. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? What radio? How all the radio guys got in the seventies and, and then, then just sat in their seats until uh, now, and then they all retired or got laid off with with uh, massive Porsche, contracts, Porsches and Ferraris yeah. and all that. And, and then we step in. T- yeah, I'm sorry, dude, I'm sounding really negative right now. Hey, you're you're not accurate. Uh, I'm not s- accurate. <laughs> or you're very accurate. <laughs> yes. Two of my favorite Queen memes, by the way, is. Uh, uh, the internet is undefeated. One, they took Buckingham Palace, and they're like, damn, they move fast. And Spirit Halloween. Spirit of Halloween. <laughs> the other is uh, uh, England's in good hands, and then it shows the hands of Charles, which look like fat little sausages that need to be <laughs> milked. It's great. Uh, did you know the queen absolutely loved corgis? Her favorite dog, she owned over 30 during her lifetime, dating all the way back to her first corgi in 1933. Uh, however, after her last corgi died in 2018, she didn't want to breed anymore uh, because she was worried that they would uh, live on after she died. She did end up having a couple of crossbred dachshund and corgis. Uh, that were uh, buried with her alive uh, over the last week. Yeah, I heard about that. Very you know, true. I have that's where I have something in common with the Queen. I absolutely love dogs as well. Chili cheese dogs, two for one at the Silver Medal Dive Bar Ooh, on Thursdays. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you should go with me sometime. He's already stalking you. Stalk back at the CJ Morgan Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One oh one. Job interviews have gotten out of control. Is today's person behaving badly? That's the question, and I'm going to judge this audio clip and render a verdict very soon. Listen, tomorrow's my 15th year working at the radio station, so I'm very lucky that I haven't had a lot of job interviews in this time. When I have, it's kind of been okay. It's been normal, but now you're asking people to complete projects. There are trick questions. There are months of having to basically do extra homework that you're not getting paid to, that you're being evaluated on. Uh, Fake projects is what I call them. It's absolutely ridiculous. And now a former Microsoft middle manager is getting roasted for this job interview question. Is he today's person behaving badly? Let's find out. Kind of my icebreaker interview question. I asked them to teach me something new in one minute. I'll give them a second to think about it and start the timer. They're graded on three different criteria. One is completeness. Do they actually finish the lesson inside of one minute? Two is complexity. It's one thing if you teach me how to pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. It's another thing if you teach me something about 18th century art and its connection to religious trends at the time. And clarity is the last one. Clarity is like, do I actually understand? Did I learn something by the end of the lesson? Did they convey the idea fully and wholly? I'm kind of stuck on this because one part of me is like, well, that's a good way to weed out someone immediately and not uh, completely go through a long, arduous interview process because that's uh, that's a lot of skills right there. It's being able to improv, think on the spot and uh, react to a tough situation. Also, uh, on the other hand, it just seems like this has evolved from sell me this pen. The dumb thing about it is, is this is your icebreaker. This is a exercise in essential interviewing futility. You're supposed to get something meaningful out of someone or maybe even just get to know who they are a little bit. I think that's more important, getting to know who the person is. So you know what, Microsoft executive, although I'm not as angry as I thought I would be at your question, uh, you are still today's person behaving badly because any middle manager like yourself And yes, I looked at you. You look middle manager, uh, Ryan, director of product market at Microsoft. That is a very mid-level tech job. And no, we don't need dumb trick questions. We don't need pseudo clever 
uh, interviewing icebreakers, and we sure as F don't need projects. Unless you're going to hire me, I'm not going to do a stupid-ass project for you, put together a deck or a portfolio or a presentation to some company about a social media plan. That's all crap, so you know? Not just are you today's person behaving badly, but any asshat doing job interviews trying to get too cute and too fun with it. Just, hey, do you like this job? Would you be good at it? Why would you be good at it? Okay, show up at this time. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. Stop trying to make, stop trying to waste people's time, people who are trying to get a job and actually just earn money. Welcome to Nanotech Week. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? Matt Bearden's here. We're going to find out. Yeah, you know, Weird or Wired is sort of my little look at futurism, uh, things that are technologically advanced or stuff that's on the horizon or just stuff that's happening right now that's kind of cool. I thought I'd do something I hadn't done before, and all week long we're going to look at emerging nanotech. That means like microscopic, tiny little microchips and robots and things like that. Yeah, you know, there's this thing that happens in movies now when... Uh, Tony uh, Stark! When they try to explain something and they don't really know any kind of science, they just write it off as nanotech. Nanotech. And, you know, it leaves a lot of people wondering, what is nanotechnology? But you're not that far off. It's the idea of kind of like little microscopic robots. Now, these aren't robots with faces and smiles. They're just essentially little things that might have some kind of trigger and they can do something good for us or it's simply just technologies that are developed on a microscopic level that can help us first thing i want to look at today for monday clothes of the future it's been happening you may have seen actual advertisements for this finally the technology is reaching a point where it's going to become affordable and will be able to be adopted by a lot more of the cloth around us all kinds of companies are working in the nanotech clothing industry again to bring up marvel this was literally tony stark and spider-man's costumes or outfits were nanotech really i Uh, don't know either of those okay well what about in batman where he had his cape and if you applied electricity it would stiff Remember, I've never seen a single Any of comic these, okay. book movie or whatever. Nanotex, Aspen Air Gel, uh, BASF, Nano Horizons. These are also just some of the companies working on nanomaterials. Uh, each company is doing a little bit different on how they construct or apply nanoparticle or, or what you call nanofiber coatings to fabrics. But here's the one that's the most important to me. There is a coating that they are using where they put a layer of something called hydrophobic molecules on a fabric. Can you guess, just from the words there, hydrophobic, what it does? Waterproof. In a way, resistant, it actually makes... Whatever. it's No, it's beyond resistant. It's insane. You can take a bottle of water, pour it on somebody, and this stuff just sheets off of the material. But they are now it, finding it, ways that where they can actually interweave it with something like a cotton shirt. It used to have to be... So it's breathable. So it's still so, kind of yeah. breathable. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. It makes it capable of repelling liquids such as water, which I said, coffee, wine, and are you ready? This is the... Now, you can't say that. You know that that has to be edited, right? You did edit that, right? I edited it. I hit the button. Okay. Uh, the last thing I was going to say, and this is really important to guys like you and me, that we yeah. have, well, we have bellies. Sure. Which means everything that we eat ends up in the same spot on our shirts. Correct. These shirts can repel mustard. Oh, baby, really? Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You, you know what sucks is I just had to buy a new UT shirt because I'm going to the game this Saturday. Uh, I found a deal on one of those Columbia fishing shirts with the Longhorn logo. I'm like, this is great. Uh, good price. It actually breathes. It's cool because it's those outdoor dad right. fishing shirts. Um, guess what color it is? What do you mean what color it is? The shirt. What oh, co- it's white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be wearing that to a stadium where I always eat mustard on hot dogs yeah. or nacho cheese well anyway they can uh, they can add this chemical or whatever you call it this nanotech to shirts it's essentially weightless you won't even notice a difference they've had it for a while they've been able to use it in shirts and certain kinds of jackets or whatever but it's a specialty item and it's really jacked up the price it's finally coming down we're going to start seeing it in a lot of stuff and basically stains 
And us looking like the slobs that we are, CJ, well, it's going to be a thing of the past. And that's why this nanotechnology is wired. Things that are socially acceptable but shouldn't be in 2022. It's clickbait corner. We look at the list so you don't have to. Emily, what can I not do anymore that I'm still doing? Um, well, there's a lot of things. And according to this article, um, I kind of agree to most of them. Okay. So we're going to start off with number 10. Number 10 is touching pregnant people's stomachs. Oh, man, but I love a little pregnant belly. Yeah. It's I, so cute. I think that's gross. Like, it's, first of all, if they d- weren't pregnant, you wouldn't touch them, right? Yeah. Then why do you want to touch them with, like, a, a creature baby, in it? And it's like, a, it's a little, like, tum. It's yeah, all cute. It's but cute. That's, next time that I see a fat guy walking on the street, do you want me to just, like, go up and, like, touch his stomach and be like, oh, sorry, I thought there was a baby in there? No, don't touch my belly. No. Okay. And I mean, the mom's already going through so much. All like, right. you can't even wear real underwear when you're pregnant. <laughs> and then you have strangers coming around touching your belly? Absolutely not. All right. So that's one uh, CJ yes, one Emily no. Yeah. All right. Number nine, honking your horn while in traffic and then somebody said what do you want me to do drive through the cars blocking the road these people are morons no i'm all for honking your horn you are i am okay depending on the situation okay um there's a lot of times when i'm in traffic where there's some a-hole that's trying to like merge while we're in standstill traffic and just cuts in front of me without looking or or those people where that's different if you're just sitting in traffic there's nothing you can do other than vent your own frustration true true um let's get to the next one so far we're uh we're disagreeing we're two for two against each other number eight untrained emotional support animals yes hate them angry Emotion, yeah. It's fake. You're lying. You're a fake. And you're actually taken away from people that actually have disabilities. Just mm-hmm. so you can take Mitzi with you into the cafe and on the plane. Emotional support animals are crap. It's garbage. I hate it. You agree? You with me? Well, you know, I'm just going to move on. But sure. You know, okay. I, I agree. <laughs> Not so that good. aggressively. <laughs> but right, sure. never mind. <laughs> Number uh, seven. Uh, people asking couples, when are they going to have a baby? Yeah, that's annoying. I think that's an And also, when are you going to get married? It's none of your business. And, and it's it's 2022. Who cares anymore? Marriage doesn't even count. People get divorced anyways. So, sorry. Sorry, CJ. <laughs> I know you're, you're, in, you're engaged, but I'm still not positive. And then number six, uh, driving after drinking at all. So it's easy enough to where you don't have to anymore. I'll I'll say that. Um, There still is that line of like, oh, I only had two or three. I'm fine. But they're definitely like, you know, your limits. If you live in a big city like we do, you have public transportation, you have Lyft. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but drive yourself there. And then if you know that you can't drive back, just Uber or or get those little ride. Things the ride share or are. just get a get a ride. Um, it's clickbait corner things that are no longer or shouldn't be socially acceptable, but sort of are. What's next? Number five, bringing a baby to an R-rated movie. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Especially that's, if it's also a it's just movie. annoying to have. Babies. But to be fair, like childhood movies scared me too. There so. were some freaky ones. So hmm. number four, texting while driving. Yep. Uh, agree. Agree. Uh, people don't, don't do pay that. attention. They rear end you. It's it's just dangerous. Uh, number three, posting your life on social media, especially <laughs> your children's pictures and info, which I, this is controversial, but I agree with. I'm all for parents that block out their child's face. I'm, I'm weird about that media. because part of it with some friends, I'm like, oh, I want to see your kid. Yeah. But a lot of times, like my friend Gus just had one and, and I'm on the private feed, so I yeah. get to see family stuff there. But okay, that makes sense. I don't yeah. have a I mean, it's just strong like, opinion yet. Your kid is, you know, we haven't had a generation where kids have grown up completely on the internet. So I'm curious to see what those kids are going to say when they're, you know, 40 years old and they can literally Google pictures from yeah, when they, the, of them coming out of the womb, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, number two for uh, the, the, um, most controversial things that should stop being socially acceptable in 2022 are beauty pageants. Like, yeah, it's creepy. Toddlers and tia- like, tiaras. Talent show, sure. Beauty pageant, that's creepy. That always has yeah, been. That's already instilling some really negative uh, information into a kid's head, I feel. And then number one, working while sick. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> CJ. Yes. Hey. 
I'm going to say you got to take your sick days. They're there for a reason. And we yeah. know more than anything that uh, with COVID and stuff, like, don't don't knock me out of work for a week because you're not feeling well. It just screws everything up. Yeah. But, and you know, the mind, it's, it's, it's the owners and bosses. They are the ones that need to change this American mindset of work, 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 no matter what. Okay. No. There we go. Clickbait <coughs> corner. No. <laughs> the face. Wait. The mustache. Boston. CJ Morgan. Man, I proposed at a pretty stupid place. Um, first and foremost, my fiance wanted something private just between the two of us. Um, instead, I sneakily threw a surprise party and invited all of her friends. And then it was at Gourmands. Nothing wrong with Gourmands. Like, that's where we went on our first date because good snacks, good drinks, and I could bring my then paralyzed dog. Um, so I thought it would be perfect near our anniversary to do that. She kind of said, yes, I guess. We've been engaged three, four years now, but that's besides the point. At least it's not as bad as this couple, who I'm going to set up uh, at a nice pier on a lake. Doesn't look like an ocean. You have the man and I assume their daughter or one of the kids holding a large box. The woman's getting excited. She's getting teary-eyed. And then... You guessed it. That is the sound of the ring. Being fumbled out of the two-year-old kid's hand, then knocking around on the deck between the the guy and the woman, and then dropping into the water underneath. Run down. We'll stand here. You can't jump. It's too shallow. Kids crying. Puppy. Puppy's going. Woman's no. upset. I can see it. Can Yo, see it? stop there. Um, I think it's your right hand. Never mind. Uh, yeah, so it, it pops out. He completely, uh, they fumble it. It goes in between the cracks of the pier. I guess the uh, the man proposing then kicks off his flippies. I don't know if that's what you'd say in Australian. This is either Australian or New Zealand. I can't tell by the accent, but it's close. Um, kicks off his sandals, runs down underneath, and then the grandparent dad what older gentleman is is looking through the hole and spots it in the water and then i guess they go and find it but yeah that's why you don't propose on a pier that's why you don't give a kid the ring that you're gonna propose with because the kids are always gonna screw it up but either way they found it and that makes me happy at least she got her ring and wore it my my fiance doesn't wear doesn't wear the ring i got her wonder wonder what that says about everything all right whatever more cj morgan show Back tomorrow.